Okay, good morning, everyone. Great to be with you. And uh, I love, you know, I, like Ben said, it's, we can keep going and going and going and going. But at, this, at the same time, um, that's exciting part. The next one word of God is, oh, okay, let's have some time. No, I think it's equally important, you know, so how God is speaking to us is very interesting. Last week was not, you know, just like when you are, uh, when you are thinking about your life, you know, so some weeks it's very, lots of things going on. So I don't know whether you come across that kind of scenario, you know, so it's like uh, lots of thoughts, this message, this email coming out, this one need to do, and uh, lots of things going on. And uh, one time, I think uh, for our wedding anniversary, so we were driving down um, for uh, a night away, you know, just like I was driving, I felt God was speaking to me, uh, BBJ, I was thinking like a blessing babu or something, no, it was not like that, and I felt like God was saying to me, listen, watch out for three things, one is, don't allow bitterness to creep in, second thing, don't burn out, Serving the Lord. <laughs> Don't burn out. And fight for the joy I have given in your life. Then God led me to another thing, you know. I asked, how is that possible? Reading a book? Listening to a podcast? Or watching YouTube? Once you start specifically watching one specific YouTube channel, you know that the algorithm will kick in. That will show you again and again and again. You can't get rid of that one, you know, until you change something like that. What is the solution? Then God reminded me something God has been speaking to me for last four to six weeks. And I preached last Sunday at the Shackcliffe that's coming to abide in me. Abide in me. And how do I abide in you? Through trusting in the Holy Spirit. Allowing Holy Spirit to work in our lives. Otherwise, you will be like a share market. Sometimes you go up. Sometimes you go down. Sometimes you go flat. Sometimes you don't even exist. Do you want to be a Christian living a life based on what is happening out there? Or... You want to live a Christian life knowing the truth. You are His. You are created for a purpose in His likeness. And you are fearfully, wonderfully made in His image. You are called. You are redeemed. A price being paid. And He is preparing a place for you. And God is doing that not just for your little world, bringing you to be part of something called the church, and he's building us together. Hallelujah. I was just thinking, if I want to respond to a crisis or something, where do I start? Do I start with the housing crisis? Do I start with the uh, refugee crisis? Do I start with the environmental crisis? Or do I start with the pollution issue? Or do I start with the energy crisis? 
I didn't hear hallelujah for that. And the justice in crisis, you know, so, oh, oh, is it something, the justice issue? Or is it the corruption or politics? Or where do I start? Then the problem is we can be drive into something and we can be completely distracted from the creative purpose God ultimately called us is building His church and doing a work through us and ultimately Jesus something is doing is building His church, being part of God is doing through us and we can completely miss that one. Let's read John chapter uh, no, Acts chapter, no, I'm not going to John. Acts chapter 16, verse 6 to 19. I asked my lovely son, uh, Joel, to read for me. So he will be reading. Because why, the reason I ask him, because I love him, there are some difficult words there, you know. So I thought it's a good opportunity for a child to train in, you know, no, sorry. Just because English is my second language also, you know. So, yeah. And uh, thankfully, he said, there was a competition. I want to read. I want to read. So he won that one this time. So today, I'll make a decision whether I want to give you a second chance next time or not. No. <laughs> oh, this is fatherly love, you know. Tough love. No, he knows me very well. Yeah. Go on, Joel. Yeah. Even if you make any mistake, I'll still love you. <laughs> and above all, Jesus loves you. Sorry. Paul and his companions traveled through the region of Pergia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, and the, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. to. So they passed through Mysia and went to, down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. From Troas, we put out to sea and sailed straight for Samothrace, and the next day we went to Neapolis. From there, we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony and the leading city of that district of Macedonia, and we stayed there several days. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river, where we expected to find a place of prayer. We sat down and began to speak to the women who had gathered there. One of those listening was a woman in the city of Tyrrhenia called Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth. She was a worshipper of God. The, Lord's, the Lord opened her ears to respond to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Thank you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, help us to come as a blank slate. Not influenced by the book we read last week. Not the podcast trending in our brain right now. Not the newsfeed I saw on Twitter this morning. And not something I'm called to or passionate about. Lord, we want to hear your heart. That's only come through hearing your word. And 
released and strengthened through the work of the Holy Spirit. Lord Jesus, we don't want to build something you don't want to build, but we want to listen to your word and move in the Spirit and rejoicing and knowing you are building your church and the gates of hell shall not prevail it. Help us to have that curiosity, including for children. I pray, God, Lord Jesus, even though there is no picture, there is no going to be any PowerPoint or anything, I ask your spirit to move in power, God, reveal your truth to all of us so that we can catch the fire that, like we sang, fill us with a new fresh spirit, God, so that we can follow your voice and we can be your people and your name will be glorified. I pray for myself, God, to truthfully speak your word, God, with integrity and courage and humility, God. In Jesus' name, amen. In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus gave the commandment, last commandment, he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of this age. This is the last thing Jesus asked all disciples to do, especially his uh, disciples. So here is a man miraculously transformed by the power of Holy Spirit. He was on the horse rider, even though it's not Bible, it's not mentioning whether it's a horse or donkey, what he was on, but something lightning struck and he was converted and transformed a Jewish, jealous Jewish guy, now passionate about gospel, and he wanted to speak to everyone about the good news. Is it a good thing? Yes, of course, it's a good thing. Telling the good news is a good thing. That's the last thing Jesus asked us to do. Be filled with the Spirit and reach to the nations. But now, here Paul, asking God, Lord, I want to go to this specific place for your advancement of your kingdom. So that's uh, in, uh, in chapter 16, verse from Troas. We put out to sea and sail straight for Samorithrans. You know, now you know why I asked Paul to read that one. And the next day to Neopolis. From there, we traveled to Philippi, Roman colony, and leading a city of district of Macedonia. That's happening. Oh, sorry, I'm completely missing. Chapter, chapter verse 6. Paul and his companions traveled through the region of um, Phrygia and Galatia, having kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word. What? One side he said, go and preach the good news and disciple. Now, Holy Spirit is restricting the preaching of the gospel. Jesus, that is a dark city. There is a city called Ephesus, full of idols. We want to go there. Lots of immorality and the cultural idolatry is going there. I want to go there. Holy Spirit said, no. 
Jesus, are you confused? Did you forget what you asked me to do? They are dying. Holy Spirit said, I'm clearly saying in your language, in your mother tongue, through visions, dreams, whatever I can bring to you, I'm saying, no. Okay, God, fair enough. Let me try the second option then. There's another city there. I want to go there. You know, so, 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 so that he was a tendency to go to the second area. Okay, what about Asia then? It's called Asia Minor. It's not the Asia like China, India. This is very different part. It's very part of the uh, Turkey, you know. There's lots of problems are happening there. The Christianity never been reached reach there before. What about going to Asia then? Alas, you will get a little bit of time to think. And you will get time to remind yourself about your last promise. And you can come back to us with a good, positive, prophetic leading. Go. Sorry, guys. I forgot about my last commandment. It was a mistake. This time, I will let you go. But Holy Spirit said, the Spirit of Jesus said, no. Goodness me. What is going on? And third time, during the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. Can you see, when you are driven by cultural trends and needs, even though that is very much connected and part of God's heart, it is really, really, really important to listen to, listen to the Holy Spirit. Even though it is biblical, even though that could be the heart of God, even sometimes we can be driven by many things, but here the Spirit of Jesus stopped them during the night Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, he got ready at once. <laughs> I don't know whether he was in his pajamas or not. He's not been mentioned. I don't know how, the, how he managed to do that, but you can see that one. His response to the call of the Spirit was so amazing because he knew it. Even though my passion is driving me to communicate about the gospel to these lost souls. But what matters? The kingdom matters because he is the one building the church. His timing matters. His calculation matters. Sometimes I think if I was in charge of the joystick of uh, uh, how God is think, doing things in the, on this earth, you know, so I would have been brought Jesus on the same day Adam and Eve sinned. <laughs> he landed now. But God never did that. So that's why it's really important to listen to the Holy Spirit. This morning we've been hearing again 
and again, and again, and again, things are trending out there. There are lots of trendy things are happening there. Church, come back to his word and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Otherwise, you will be driven by trendy subjects. Church can also fall into the trap. Go to extreme, you know. Okay, church been failing in this area. Let's do on that mission now. Because we failed in the history. Then trying to fix it. Then we create a chaos. Then go to the other side. It says, you know, then trying to fix it, you know. We will be back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Molded by cultural commentators speak to church. Now, God wants to speak to us through his word. And people want to listen to his spirit. My challenge is, you might spend two hours, three hours on podcast. How much time do you spend time with this word? You might spend 45 minutes on a podcast. Do you pray half an hour? 20 minutes? 10 minutes? Or in your treadmill, you are filled with the, the commentary. Commentary is happening. Oh, it could be from Sky News or BBC or Christians or non-Christians or new trending things, you know. This is my challenge. Going back to the scripture. Closing the door. And in his presence, Holy Spirit, speak to us. I'm not saying whether you prayed three hours or not three hours. I'm not here to say which is the best hour, how many minutes you can do that one. I'm not asking you whether it's walking and praying is the best thing or closing the door is the best thing. My heart, catch, catch the heart. Catch the heart. Don't catch my words. Catch the heart. It's really, really important to be shaped by the word and taught by the spirit and what God is doing among us as a church and moving forward, not shaped by the world, even if it is biblical. Otherwise, we will become a trendy church, relevant to the cultural trend, and shaped by someone or something, or book or something else. But sometimes God say, no. This is book of Acts. That is why Acts of the Holy Spirit. He stopped us some of our journeys. They want to go to Bethania. God said, no. Let's go to Asia. God said, no. Holy Spirit can guide through us hindrance. You might remember some of your story, the girl or the boy you loved really, really, and you want to get married when you were in high school. It's not a prophecy. I'm just telling an example. Oh, look at that. She is the one. He is the one. But God stopped you. God closed the door. Now you think, goodness sake, I'm glad I didn't marry that person. Or if you married the same person you were in love with in high school, Stay together. 
God can speak to us through hindrance. Even Catherine was sharing her sto story, you know. So, and as a husband, you know, I need to listen to all these kind of things, you know, is, is there. Oh, we, uh, this is, we are getting close. Sorry, we didn't get that one. So we just, how many times God closed doors? And how many times, oh, not how many times, he's been faithful to us always. That is God's provision. So God can guide us through hindrance. It's the interest of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit actually forbade Paul to do something we normally think as good. Preaching God's words to those who in need. Yet the Spirit of God directed his work and Paul was in the right person in the right time to do the, this job. I was really struck by how many connecting passages came to me this morning, you know, so like Ben is texting me this morning, then Alistair at the time of uh, sharing me the same thing, then I was like, somehow AI hacked into my laptop, you know. Then I, someone came forward, Lily, she doesn't have a, do you have an email? No. Do you have a laptop? Yeah, she used, but she's not there at the hacking level like Al and Ben. And she shared something from Psalm 22. It's a messianic prophecy. At the cross, he's crying, why God? Why God, you have forsaken me? Is any other way, you know? There is a plan B, God. Is there any plan C, God? Somehow we can fulfill the purpose you have called. But God never brought a plan B or plan C because he is everlasting. He is unchanging. His plans prevail forever and ever and ever. Amen. That's the way God did things. Whether we like it or not. Proverbs 3, chapter 5 to 6. How can we know the will of God? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not your own understanding. In all your ways, it's not some of the ways, all your ways submit to Him and He will make your path straight. It can be verbally when you watch or listen or read or something passionate about your calling can drag you into this one or that one and you get irritated with people. Can't you see the refugee crisis? Can't you see the food banks are multiplying? Can't you see? Stop them. All the boats. NHS is sinking. We can be driven by all the trends. Or just needs to be guarded. But last week, Grant preached the word. You don't need to make the gospel offensive. It's offensive enough. <laughs> you don't need to put extra paint or when you live as a Christian. You offend people whether you like it or not. But the offensiveness you cause to other people 
might be based on the calling God has given in you. That differ to people to people. Some people are called in the government. Some people are called as Joseph. Some people are called as a Lydia, as a businesswoman. Some of them are called inside the king's palace. Some of them are called as teachers or doctors or pastors or elders or house moms or single or married, you know. But God is the one building the church. When we're trying to be disappointed with people, this is the way it's supposed to do, then all you're saying, Holy Spirit, you're making lots of mistakes. You're calling people in different ways. I have a better way because you are making things really crazy. That is why the Western church is thinking, no! He is the one building the church. My responsibility, do I go back to this scripture and listen to the Holy Spirit and allow him to make your path straight. He will do that. When unforgiveness creep in, he will bring the message of reconciliation and forgiveness. When sin creep in, Holy Spirit, he's called Holy Spirit. He will bring his character. I called you. I redeemed you. Stay as holy, pure, blameless. God will restore me and strengthen me because his church and his plan and gospel is offensive. Don't make it more offensive by gospel plus method. No. In your calling, shine for Jesus wherever God has placed you. You will offend people. I can share from my experience. In my workplace, I work in a secular setting surrounded with all kinds of isms and ideas and progressive movement to inclusivity, to tolerance, to acceptance, to pronouns, to all kinds of jargons are there. But you can stand and stay in your calling and you can live offensively as a Christian. You may be fired or you may not be fired. But no compromise of who you are in Christ. That is our security. Paul was not driven by the need or the call. He was led by the Spirit. Why is that so important to listen to the Holy Spirit? I'll come to that point a bit later. David Livingston wants to go to China. Kids, where did he go? David Livingston, which continent did he go? Africa. William Carey wants to go to Polynesia. Where did he end up? He was in India. Adoniram Judson wants to go to India. Where did he end up in? He ended up in Burma. Peter, the non-educated, smelly fisherman, was sent to the educated to the Jews, the Galilean, no 
qualification from Bible college or any other things, you know. Just a fisherman. Only thing he can claim was, I was with Jesus. He anointed me. I have a revelation now. Jesus is the Son of God, and he's going to build his church. I'm going to preach the gospel. And he was mainly spending time among the educated, civilized, law-following Jewish people. Here is another man sat under the, the study of the Oxford Gamaliel's feet and highly educated with the multiple doctorates. And he is the Pharisee of the Pharisees was sent among the Gentiles. That is the power of God. No one can boast. But when we recruit, <laughs> story is different. We go for the elite. Okay, oh, oh, no, no worries. You know, so that person may not fit there. That may not fit. Nothing wrong with the wisdom. But when you overcome the wisdom of God, when you're trying to twist the foolishness of God, when trying to come, come to do things outside the word of God, and if you, if you don't want to listen to the Holy Spirit, things will get messy, and he will still build his church. Hallelujah. That's why it's really important. Why is it important to... Listen to the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the helper, can you say after me, the helper. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. Can you say all things? All things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. And in, in John chapter 16, verse 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth and he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. This is God guiding you not through trends, through his word. That will stand against anything, everything. God has faced Pharaohs, Nebuchadnezzar's, Daniel, Caesar, and the Roman Empire, Augustus Caesar, or kings, queens, everything come. Theology came. Cultural cult came. You know, all kinds of things come. Jesus didn't say, oopsie daisy, it's not working. He never said that. He said, I will build my church. But my responsibility, Holy Spirit, I want to rely on you. You will remind me. You will speak to me. What a confidence we have in Jesus. Million times better than cultural commentaries shaping us is better to shape by the Holy Spirit. By the word of God. You will stand, you will build, wind and waves comes, you will sustain, you might be, you may not be polished or trendy, but you will be saying faithful, faithful, <laughs> faithful, faithful, faithful. You didn't preach any sermon. Faithful. You were faithful in your prayer life. Faithful. You didn't give any tract, but you prayed. Faithful. 
You were giving in hospitality, faithful. You were giving in welcoming people, faithful. You gave to the, to the thirsty, faithful. You fed the hungry, faithful. That's your calling. And led by the Spirit, and your confidence is, is not what you do, but who you are in Christ. Just faithful, come on. You didn't create much drama, but you were faithful. This morning when I was praying, God brought me to the attention of giving offering in the temple. That made me to tears. There are many people where they, you know, giving all kind of things and, uh, you know, just they are the famous and they with them. There's a lady, I don't know how old she was, and she was just coming. Even, you know, she put two copper coins. Cling. Jesus said. Jesus hear that clinging sound of faithfulness. That matters. How do you do that one? Word. Because when Holy Spirit speaks to you, even if through an angel, or through a t-shirt, or through a bumper sticker, or through whatever it is, it never contradicts His Word. He can use any kind of ways. Even He can use a donkey. But it will be alongside with His Word. John chapter 14, verse 16 to 18. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another helper. Do you really need this helper? How much we need this helper? Not to fix our agenda, but being part of God's kingdom. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Because it's necessary to see His, and nor knows Him. You know him, and he dwells with you and will be with you. Woo! He tabernacled among us, God Emmanuel. And he is saying, I will teach you. Don't worry about the chaos. I'm building the church. But do you spend time with me? Do you spend, ask me if you're struggling with the prayer. Do you ask me, God, I want to pray more time, not for the tick box. But I can see that it's really, really good to spend time with you because you are God, Emmanuel, with us. I can go through lots of scriptures. I'm going to go a bit more, you know, just trying to land, really important. Trying to land uh, as soon as possible, probably by four o'clock. 1 Corinthians, oh sorry, don't disappoint me, I'm just kidding. John, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. There was, therefore, I want, to, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Holy Spirit of God says, Jesus be crucified. No one can say, Jesus is Lord, except the Holy Spirit. According to Romans chapter 8, he put... You know, just we put death to our flesh by the power of the Holy Spirit. 2 Thessalonians 2.13. Our sanctification journey is continued by the work of the Holy Spirit. 
1 Corinthians chapter 12, he's giving gift to all of us, not to create our trendy ministry, but for the benefit of the church. Because he's building his kingdom. So that means, and again, Romans chapter 8, verse 21, the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Jesus Christ from the dead will give you life for your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. So that means no spirit, no resurrection, no spirit, no birth, no spirit, there's no confession of lordship of Jesus, no spirit, there's no victory over sin, no spirit, there is no way of getting sanctified, no spirit, no wisdom, no spiritual gift, there's no building of his church and no resurrection. We have a choice. There's a big need out there. I want to do this one. But God stopped and God sent him to a place called Macedonia. When he went there, this is a place, is in Greece, a pagan country. Multiplicity of temples, plurality, very intellectual country, great philosophers, sophisticated, marvelous architecture, art, drama, great orators, the land of politics. And surprisingly, Paul was asking for towns, but God opened the door to a continent. Hallelujah. That's the way the gospel came to Europe. We were asking, can we go to this place? God said, no. That is a nice thing, but that's not my plan. How do we do that? By listening to the word of God and allowing Holy Spirit to speak to us. It's very clear. He will remind you. He will teach you. He will guide you. We are shaped by his word. So this is my encouragement. Spend more time in the word and ask the Holy Spirit to come. Cut down podcast. Chop it down. Cut down YouTube trending videos. It's always good. If that is not leading you to the word, where do you end up with? You go and build something trendy there and you can completely lose the foundation what Jesus is building. Holy Spirit said, I will teach you. So I'm not saying all podcasts or videos or blogs or books or all kind of things are seminars, whatever you go, is absolutely good. But if it is not bringing back to the word, if it is not provoking you to be back to listen to the Holy Spirit and making you compartmentalized and judgmental, intolerant, arrogant, bitter, that's not Holy Spirit. You're building your own church in your own way because that is trendy. He paid his church with his price. He bought with his price. Sometimes the door will close. Like, like Lily was reminding, why God? You should do something like this way, God. You should have done this way, God. But God's timing is not our timing. On the day he went to the riverside and he 
met with a bunch of people there. On the Sabbath, we went outside the city gate to the river. We were expected to find a place of prayer. That's the Jewish synagogue. At least you need 10 Jewish men in a city to make a Jewish synagogue. That means there was not even 10 Jewish men were there. And we sat down, began to speak to women who had gathered there. One of those listening was women named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Tyatria, uh, who was a worshiper of God. He was not a Christian, but he was a Jewish uh, follower, you know, so he loved God. Lord opened her heart. Can you say that together? The Lord opened her heart and responded to Paul's message. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. Not your eloquency, but the power of the Holy Spirit. The hardest of the hardest. Cultural can be broken by the power of the Holy Spirit. When you're trying to do extra screws into that, it backfires. Let God work in our lives. Lord opened her heart to responding to Paul's message. When she and the members of her household were baptized. <laughs> Amen. You can see when you respond to the Holy Spirit. You open your heart and you lay everything down. Then you decided to get baptized. That's not because that is the rule. No, because you want to be with him. You lose everything. And she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at mine. And she persuaded us. Paul asked for a city. God said, no. Another city, no. Holy Spirit hindered. And now God is opening a door to a multicultural, fuller temple, a dark continent. Europe is rich with the power of gospel. When God say no, why God, why hug, why God? Trust in the Lord. Trust in his word. Don't become the savior. It's really, really important. And always just review your day. What shapes my theology? What shapes my walk with God? Who influences me? Is the Lord or something else? Do I have time to be with his word? And asking, Holy Spirit, speak to me so that I can share the good news with my neighbor. I'm so afraid to share. I can see my manager getting saved. Our city getting to know Jesus and your kingdom coming. Let's ask God. And we prayed. Fill us with a new spirit. And fill us with a new anointing. And fill us with a new fresh direction. Because he is building his church. How does he do that? Through his word. And through the Holy Spirit. I'm excited about Lydia's story. But I want to primarily focus 
Word and Spirit is the foundation. Let everything flow from there, where our God called you.